Did you know that if a witch was on a beach, she'd be a sand witch? We got all sorts of terrible, crazy, and awesome facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. That joke was terrible. My bad. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's do this. In this show, we talk about all sorts of awesome and crazy stuff and a bunch of randomness, but we don't do it alone. So today we'll be graced with a few special guests. Today, I am graced with the presence of some guests who have already been on this show a few times. We've got Rachel and John Doggett and Rachel O. Say hello, everyone. Hello. 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 <laughs> and that's going to be some sort of craziness and randomness to start us off. Uh, we are hanging out today because, well, there's a hurricane. So tell them of your adventures so far while you've been trying to escape South Carolina because of Florence. So we called up Ryan and... He was like, hey, come down and visit us. And so we did. And then they were like, hey, you're probably going to be bored in our house. So take these uh, magical tickets and go have yourself a good time. And so we did Disney World. And how much Disney World did we do? Four parks in 12 hours. So four parks in 12 hours and 26,000 steps later, our feet really hurt. And we had good trips. And then... Let's see, we drank some beer. Drank lots of beer. We had gelato. And then we... Uh, walked some more. Walked some more, <laughs> because walking is our favorite this this hurricane. And then we, uh, we had some breakfast this morning, and it was tasty. I remember evacuating from a hurricane a year ago, actually. Uh, which one was it? That was Irma. Irma. Uh, that's that's a fun name, Irma. Irma. <laughs> so when when we evacuated Central Florida, we went to the Panhandle, and there was all sorts of food, but the people there weren't going to be affected by it. So the reason why they were trying to close up some of their shops was awkward. Well, the hurricane was still unpredictable of which path it was going to take, and. Being a beach town, they are worried about storm surge, which I think they did experience a little bit, but not to the extent that we did here in Central Florida. True. We had all sorts of wins, and we lost, too. So that's a win and a loss. You being from Michigan, you have to understand that Floridians take hurricanes very seriously, especially when you live on the coast. Until they throw a hurricane party, and then they don't take anything seriously. I heard that Floridians are actually protected by the guardian spirit of Florida Man, and he guides them through the storm. I've read of this mystical Florida Man. Right. It's a Florida Man that you hear about in all sorts of stories. Like, Florida Man drinks seven batteries. He's okay. Yeah, I don't know about Florida Man. I think he has to speak for himself, because I'm a Florida girl, and I am awesome. Right on. Right on. So uh, in, in evacuating, you got to find all sorts of cool things and fun things to do while you're doing so. That means you probably had some sort of cool beverages. 
We did. We had some great beverages from Crooked Can Brewing and enjoy always enjoy their beers. They have a great selection. And they're in a really cool building with all kinds of shops, such as the Chocolate Place that we got some really good gelato at, too. And macaroons. And macaroons. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which beer was your favorite at the Crooked Can? Mine was the Cloud Chaser. And I liked the Axum Coffee Stout, which also, that is a coffee place in the same building, which I found out that trip, too. So when you're going to the same brewery, what's your favorite beer there? My favorite beer at Crooked Can is Domestic Bliss. It's a higher alcohol content, and I think the flavor and taste is really good. And I enjoy some of their seasonal stuff with Tree Wishes. That's their uh, their St. Patrick's Day brew. It's more of an amber style. And then their Oktoberfest, which is also more of an amber style, but it's a true tr- Oktoberfest because that's me. And that was our Beer Talk of the Week. In the segment known as Beer Today, Gone Tomorrow. So this is a less traditional episode of Ryan. Oh, did you know with Ryan? No, I almost said the other show that I do. Uh, And in doing so, we're going to have a little bit more relaxed, a little bit less format. But we're going to talk about horror season because it's still the middle of September. And I believe that horror movies should be celebrated and quite often. So I'm going to go around and ask you all, what's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to say my favorite scary movie. I have no idea because I don't like scary movies, but I guess a horror movie. I like Van Helsing, which I think I said previously because of the, it uses the classic monsters, but in a new way. It's a fun one. I think we talked about it last episode and how you enjoyed the music most of all. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say um, The Shining because it makes you think. Ooh. That is a good one. It's a really good one. Because all work and no play does make Jack, Jack a very dull boy. A scary boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like a few of the classics. Um, I really like The Poltergeist because... Just the little girl with the TV, and... They're here! (laughs) And uh, also, if you want to go in a slightly different route, Carrie is always a classic. It's a little bit bloodier, just just a hair. um... (laughs) When I was a guest on Every Movie Ever Asterisk, we covered a whole bunch of Stephen King movies, and that was one of them. It's, It's fun up until you realize John Travolta's in that movie, and it takes you down this whole Grease, Saturday Night Fever thing. And then five minutes later, you realize, oh, yeah, I'm still watching Carrie. Because <laughs> you get distracted by the fact that John Travolta's in it before his John Travolta-ness. That's a verb. It's... Look it up. Enjoy it. <laughs> if it's not in the dictionary, it should be. <laughs> which, which parts of scary movies do you enjoy or do you not enjoy? I enjoy I I enjoy the parts that make you think, like Rachel said, with The Shining. That's also one of my favorite horror movies, but she said it first, so. <laughs> um, the more it makes you think, the better it gets in your head, and then, then you're more experiencing the whole movie, I feel. Kind of going off of that, um, 
the spookiness is kind of cool. But if I have to hide underneath my blanket because I'm a big coward, then I'm not really a fan of that. Yeah, I'm the fan, same as them. I like the suspense thriller films more than, like, a scary monster on a murderous rampage. I like things that make you think, like, Hitchcock films. But I have a problem with some of the Hitchcock films due to the fact that some of them don't have an ending. <laughs> minor details, man, minor details. It's a bit frustrating, like the birds. They hop in a car. And then they drive away. Because they got away from the birds. <laughs> but the birds are still there. That's what you have a problem with. The yeah. birds aren't fully destroyed. They're still there. They're still out there. But they, people that we've been following throughout the story, they get away. I enjoy when a movie solves its problem. No matter how crazy it is. Even if they have to find a djinn and uh, do three wishes and kill 17 people in order to sacrifice a goat on a basketball course. As long as they solve their problem, I'm okay. When you leave the movie and you wonder, what about the next people who show up? Well, you see, there's actually this bird exclusion zone that you just don't go there anymore. It's very rare. You have to read a book about it. And so the ornithologists must have put up a dome in that bird exclusion zone. Yes, so now those birds are only right there. And it's kind of the whole Harry Potter thing. You can't see it. It's hidden behind a spell, maybe. Okay, I like it. So there's a, a special dome spell to keep all the birds there and keep all the people out. Exactly. We have just created an alternate ending for birds, and I am happy. Yay! <laughs> Nice work, team. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, since the last episode, we asked a couple of questions to the folks online. I believe it's time to go into a special part known as Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. It's kind of like Indiana Jones, except for I'm running away from giant letters as opposed to an actual boulder. But besides that, Last episode, we asked everybody online who their favorite vampire is. Now, some individuals have said it's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Some have talked about it being Angel. I've got some Spike stuff because it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I even had some people say Damon from Vampire Diaries. We got a lot of information out there on the Facebook page and on Twitter. So my question to to you guys, who is your favorite vampire in in social media, uh, pop culture, all sorts of medias? My favorite vampire would be uh, Christopher Lee's portrayal of Dracula. And uh, he's just such a super talented actor because he's done literally everything. And I just like his... His acting style brought to that role. Man can work a cape. Indeed. He can he can do it all. Capes are just a nice added plus to that, and he can uh, do it with style. That's pretty awesome. He also had that, that glare, that gaze that's intense. I think we're going to have to add some of those movies into this year's horror season viewing. Yes, yes, we should. Okay. My favorite is Celine from The Underworld movie series. There's a lot of leather in those movies. There's, it's all leather. There's nothing else but leather and then uh, <laughs> silver bullets. So 
Oh, she's pretty badass. I like her. She is pretty badass, yeah. I think. That's one of those movies where they have, like I said, silver bullets. And they, they, they and developed the this weird... Ultraviolet. On the yeah. ultraviolet bullets. bullets. Yeah. Ultraviolet bullets. Yeah. And then they even got the silver even further where once it goes in, it disperses some silver nanites or silver something. Silver nitrate. In, yeah. yeah, into your system. So they have no way to like... Yes, because it's not solid silver, it's the liquid Liquid. silver. So it gets into the blood system and just spreads. It's like liquid bullets. Yeah. It's it's like shooting the common cold into a bullet into your body. Yep. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) We could cure the common cold with like some sort of common cold vaccine bullet. (laughs) Vaccine bullet. Don't shoot me! (laughs) Without the side effect of death. Don't tease me, bro! I'm only sniffling, bro. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. (laughs) Just close your eyes. It'll be over in a minute. (laughs) That's what some of the vampires said. Just close your eyes. It'll be over in a minute. (laughs) I think my favorite vampire is either Damon from Vampire Diaries or Liam Neeson's Dracula. He's just hilarious. I mean, you can't beat Liam Neeson. Leslie Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen. Oh, my gosh. Those would be two very different (laughs) people. Whoa. I have a particular set Leslie of skills. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> because of my particular set of skills, I'm going to suck your blood. <laughs> that would be actually very frightening. I will find It'd you. Be so stoic. I will hunt you down. <laughs> is this going to be like Taken 6? Oh, yes. <laughs> Taken is turning around. We're going to call it Undertaken. Thank you. Thank you. I believe my favorite vampire is Blade. Mm. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> he's he's the daywalker. He fights to end all vampires because of the curse put upon him at birth. It's now ridiculous. We, now we need to go rewatch Blade because it's been far too long since I've watched that movie. The first one is a classic. I had to write a paper on it, or I chose to write a paper on it in college about the the use of colors. Oh, okay. So wait, was that for your English uh, English mandatory class? No, it was for my history and appreciation of the cinema. Oh, that was a great class. I remember in it, the vampires are wearing white as they try to cleanse themselves from some sort of evil to show that they're... The like show, toning? Yeah, but to, but to show the outside world that they're more pure, so people come towards them. That's kind of my belief as why the all of them were wearing white, as opposed to the uses of red, which symbolize life and also symbolize death at the same point. Because once you lose the red, there comes the death. More red, more life. But it's also inverse depending on which species you're talking about. And the usage of black was mostly uh, in about leather and about darkness and, and shadows and hiding. But it was trying to conceal yourself from the evil of the light, which would be the vampire. So it was a very confusing and conflicting paper that I at least got an A minus on. So I almost feel like the person that did the set and uh, decor for the blade probably didn't put that much thought into it, and they were probably like, "I guess that makes sense," or "You're wrong." This leather looks cool. Let's do this. <laughs> Red against white and black is awesome. <laughs> That's so now right. we need to find that paper and actually send it to the people that did Blade and see what they think about it. That sounds amazing. I would like to do that as a follow-up for this episode. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'll probably be for next 
next Halloween year slash two years from now if ever they get back can to Ryan you can get a response from Hollywood <laughs> tune in next time same back time same vampire channel <laughs> terrible we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor this episode has been brought to you by everyday cosplay finds Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. Because this is horror season and we're still talking about things centered around Central Florida... I figured I would tell us a story about an old cemetery in Tallahassee. There's a tomb of a Elizabeth Bud Graham. Uh, they called her Bessie. She died at the age of 23, leaving behind her husband and two small children, but many believe she was killed for practicing witchcraft. Bum, bum, bum. For starters, her grave is the only one facing west, a practice contrary to... Christian burial customs. I did not know that. It's pretty cool. Another bit of evidence is that the epitaph chiseled on her tomb, which is passages from Edgar Allan Poe's Lenore. These indicate that she had a stake driven through her heart and is forever trapped between life and death. As witches must be killed twice, Bessie is definitely far from dead, they say, so be, be respectful while you're in her presence or else her curse will follow you to your own grave. That's something happening in Tallahassee. That's sad. Because so many witches died, and they weren't even witches. They were just people being different. And that brings us on our subject for today's episode, being witches and witchcraft. Pretty crazy, pretty cool. Because who wouldn't want to have magical powers? But then again, people don't understand your magical powers, and try to kill you so then you have to try and leave a normal life which in most witch portrayals they don't always have very good success living that normal life but they always want it yes so what we're going to do right now is talk about some weird facts about witches so as it turns out most witches were not burned at the stake that's pretty cool. What has happened is that a lot of them were were hung because burning someone to death was actually outlawed in America. In what time period? In the 1600s? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, in the 1600s, it was outlawed to burn someone to death, but hanging them and then burning their body afterwards was totally okay. Aha. Mm -hmm. I mean, hanging them is, I guess, a little bit more humane. Straight to the point. You're a little more straight to the point. <laughs> you don't have to deal with the screams. Yeah. I guess that that's a good thing. Well, you have to worry about the words they say before they get hung. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Especially in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that's why you need to kick the chair out faster. <laughs> so don't give them their last words? Nope. Or you say you do, and then you're like, nope, just kidding. Oh, do you have any last words? Why, yes, I... That's terrible. That is terrible. That would be terrible. Yeah. 
Let's, let's not do that. Yeah. By no. the way, killing people is bad. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Did you know with Rhino does not condone killing in any form? But we also like to have gender equality on this episode. Apparently, according to mentalfloss.com, witch hunts didn't specifically target women. You had to watch out for those warlocks as oh, well. Oh yeah, watch out. It's it's anyone who has some sort of belief or or practicing in spells and craziness and it didn't even need that much evidence because you needed spiritual evidence people saying that oh i i felt this or they this person's astral body came and visited me in a dream dream, and they murdered me in my dream so they must be a witch or you just need a good set of scales and a duck (laughs) yes I'm looking at this website as we're scrolling through. that not all witches were bad, which is most likely true because people just want to use herbs and incantations to help help people around them and like medicine people, as in the uh, the shamans and whatnot practice what some would consider witchcraft. They use as a blessing to help heal sickness and other non-normities using white magic. As opposed to black magic, which was murdering or harming somebody. No evidence. Uh, the word witch, apparently, they don't know the exact uh, origin of the word, but it just kind of happened. Like there was wiki or wikwichi. I don't even know how to pronounce that. I think that's that's witchy. Witchy, which means female sorceress in Old English. Yeah, so the word witch probably derives itself from that. And there was actually a book back in the 15th century that was created to help people to hunt down witches. It was called the Malleus Maleficarum. That's a mouthful. Try saying that three times fast. Mm, Malleus Maleficarum, Malleus Maleficarum, Malleus Maleficarum. Congratulations. Nice work. We're, we're so proud of you. <laughs> and that's pretty... Oh, apparently it says that witches probably did not wear pointy hats. <laughs> Trying to blend Is in. Is the pointy hats more of a Hollywood thing or even before that? I bet a Hollywood thing. Plus Although the I don't know where they would, would come, come into play. I'm sure someone just... That's what they thought of and designed it. They're like, let's give them cool pointy hats. Yes. Well, there's also the belief with the pointy hat that you just like the pyramids, that all the energy goes upwards from from the edges to the center. So that's probably why the oh, pointy hat... like centering their power yeah. to their head. Which has it's no like aerodynamic pole. things when they're flying. Right. Mm-hmm. No. No flying. Yeah. Which some of the witches, they claimed to have been flying, but in reality it was just someone that was high off of something, and probably opium or... Or had one too many pints at the pub. And then they saw somebody fly. Hester over there was was flying last night. Weren't you upside down and completely drunk? But she was still flying last night. Yeah. I think you were flying over the balcony when you tripped. (laughs) (laughs) It's like even some diseases would cause like people to have fits or some kind of reaction. And then people thought they were witches because they were 
hallucinating. Yeah, hallucinating or, like, reacting badly to a potion that they concocted or whatever. They're crazy. They tried to poison me. Yeah. Because of allergies. They didn't know what allergies were. Yeah. So, like, there was all these diseases that probably caused symptoms to people. And then that led them to be like, God, it's witchcraft. Because knowledge is power. If you don't know, you're afraid and you try to create some sort of explanation that everyone else is going to go for. Mm Mm-hmm. Sit on that one for a moment, folks. Yep. But we're also going to ask a question for everyone in this room. When you think of the word witch, which, which, which comes to mind? What sort of images, what sort of symbols come to mind besides the pointy hats? Well, let's see. Pre pre Harry Potter, when I heard witch, I would think of Wizard of Oz. So I would think green. Well, thinking of the Wicked Witch of the West, at least. Um, There's also Glenda the Good Witch too. There is also yeah. Glenda the Good Witch. It looks like a frosty Queen Frostine from Candyland. <laughs> yep. And hence, I didn't always think of her as witchy. It's like she didn't do traditionally witchy things. She was the good witch, but um, apparently Dorothy was a witch too. Which that's. That's another, that's a whole other can of worms. That's a horse of a different color. (laughs) (laughs) And then post Harry Potter, then you can think of witches as a more mainstream. It could be anybody. And if you have a wand, then you have some sort of magical things. The the wand came more into play thanks to that, reading those books and changed the witchy view a little bit from the traditional, they're all evil. And uh, brought it to more like, hey, these... They can be pretty cool, actually. I think of Sabrina, the teenage witch, when I think of a witch before Harry Potter, and a black cat, and a cauldron. Like like Salem, the talking cat. Yep, Salem, the talking cat. He was one of my favorite characters on that show. I will put it out there. I have seen every single episode of Sabrina, the teenage witch, thanks to reruns. <laughs> I would say, yeah, pre-Harry Potter, I would think of Samantha from Bewitched or like Willow from Buffy. That's a good one. Not many people do reference the fact that Allison Hannigan was a witch in some of the later seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Later, she started in high school. Exactly. (laughs) But not the first episode. She wasn't a witch in the first episode. Well, no, not in the first episode, for sure. And then she goes totally crazy Willow. Yes, crazy Willow is pretty scary. We don't want to spoil that for anybody who hasn't seen that yet, but it's ridiculous and awesome. Yep. So then the question comes along with those images of witches. Uh, what, what TV shows do you know of that have witches in them? Besides, we, we already mentioned Sabrina. We mentioned... Bewitched. We also Buffy. mentioned Buffy. Uh, <clears throat> what other shows do you think of that have witches in them? Charmed. Charmed. It's a good one. With the, the Hollowells, the power of three, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful is ridiculous and a half, but yes. Eva Green is awesome. She is amazing. I also remember The Witches of Waverly Place. Oh, gosh, Yes. <laughs> That's Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yes. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. The Wizards uh, of Waverly Place. Well, I don't know about TV shows, but there's some movies, Lots too, that have movies. witches. There are some movies that have witches. Name a couple. 
Well, there's Ursula the Sea Witch from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's quite scary and there's, evil. There's Into the Woods. Oh, Into the oh, Woods. Yeah. It's a, it was a musical, then it became a movie. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of things that also became movies, if you remember from school reading The Crucible, which has also became a film, which you probably watched when you after you read The Crucible in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I, well, I may have seen the film in school, but yeah, we read The Crucible. I always got The Crucible and The Scarlet Letter mixed up. Yeah. It was by the same author, right? I think so. I'm really bad at that. This is a informational <laughs> podcast, and we don't know the information. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that whole knowledge is power thing. Sometimes the power might be too great. Spontaneity. <laughs> what other movies can you think of? Hocus Pocus. All right. That's like one of everyone's favorite witchy movies, I'm sure. And then as a kid, I was scared to death of witches, and I probably to this day would never watch it. There, so I just found out The Scarlet Letter is by Nathaniel Hawthorne, and The Crucible is not. The Crucible is by... Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. So that's another witchy movie i've got a whole bunch of witchy movies on here on my list but keep on naming some what else can you think of practical magic practical magic yeah that's the one with sandra bullock Bullock and And nicole kidman right on Mm -hmm. doesn't like sandra bullock's husband or fiance pass away or something and then they try to Bring him back or find she her. She like casts a spell. I thought she cast a spell when she was little. Uh, their dad, I think, died. Maybe yeah, something and like, he, like that. Fell off the roof or something, or something happened, and she casts a spell that has the guy with two different eye colors. Oh yeah. And if we're speaking of witches casting spells, you also have Beauty and the Beast. We wouldn't have a beast without sorceress. That's very That's fair. true. Good point. Good point. Also, in that line of thought, there is Oz, the Great and Powerful. The one with the James Franco. Oh, yeah. There's Maleficent, because she's a witch. What about um Pinocchio? A uh, fairy godmother? No, no it's a blue fairy. Blue, no, fairy. blue fairy. So that's a fairy. I guess it's, yeah. So More then you have crossover between fairy. other magic users that may it's not be true. witches, but then you have the whole fairy thing, which... <laughs> like before, that's all. Oh, Snow White. Color. Of course, oh, you, of have course you have Snow White. Yeah. Then there's Stardust. That was a fun movie with Robert De Niro. Oh, man. We watched that recently. That's so cute. There's uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. The White Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The yeah. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Uh, Hansel and Gretel with Jeremy Renner, <laughs> which, which basically was Van Helsing, but with Jeremy Renner. <laughs> there's Dark Shadows. Which was a TV show. It was an old show, but now... The TV show was, I believe, better than the new movie. The Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures. The The Covenant, which had the boys of of Ipswich or whatever. It was... That's an okay one. It's a lot of boys and magic and boys. Teenage boys. (laughs) Uh, And then there's the Blair Witch Project. Oh, 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 gosh, no. (laughs) Oh, Man, back when we were... I haven't we seen that. Oh, I saw it once and I'm definitely afraid I can't go. That was the oh, movie was to go too, see when you were in grade school. It was like, oh, this one's going to be scary. Then there's the terrible Nicolas Cage movie, The Season of the Witch. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. That the Craft. Sense. That's the one that I was thinking of earlier. The the Craft with the, the four girls from high school and they 
cast spells on each other. Ooh, uh, Teen Witch. Yes, Teen Witch. Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Halloween Town. I love that. How did we forget about Halloween Town? You also got uh, Witches, The Woods, Witches of Eastwick. That's a fun one. Rose, they say Rosemary's Baby. I disagree. I say it's more of Satanic. Well. Oh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Little Witches. Little Witches. And that's I all ma- I, I can think of at this moment. So, lots, yeah. lots more. Needless to say, there's more witches in your pop culture experience than you probably realize. Yeah. Going into another which witch is which conversation, that's a tongue twister. Out of all these movies that have witches, what is your favorite portrayal as a witch or of a witch? I mean, good witch or bad witch or both? Or any sure. witch, any witch, witch of witches. which witch is your which favorite witch? Is your favorite. Oh man, I like when they have like a particular power, but also using maybe like the elements, thinking it's more of like a nature thing. It's more spiritual. Is cool. Most people's favorite witch is Harry Potter. I mean, for definitely. I mean, Harry yeah, Potter just makes it seem fun. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. Harry Potter witches are awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, Hermione. Yeah. Yep. Or Professor McGonagall. Or Ginny. We can have an entire conversation on who your favorite Harry Potter character is. We'll probably save that for a that's later a, episode. That's yeah. a soda episode. Yep. <laughs> so besides Harry Potter, who else is your favorite <laughs> witch? I like in Wicked the story of Elphaba. That that's, that's just a good all around story. Her her friendship with the good witch, or and the, all the things they go through in school, and coming out better on the other side for it. I am quite a fan of Sabrina. I, I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I, I was so I was at at a let. Lesson pubescent boy when the show first came out. She was a pretty girl. <laughs> and the cat was pretty funny. And the cat was funny. The cat was very funny. Pretty girl, funny jokes. And their ants were great. Ants were fantastic. They were great. They are coming out with a new Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, I think I've seen that. It's based off of Riverdale because Sabrina was originally a character in the Archie comics. And so That's they're going to make right. her... Her witchcraft is going to be more like uh, Beelzebub and sacrifices and all sorts of dark, evil stuff. It's going to be awesome and so metal. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina the goth metal teenage witch. (laughs) I think her theme song is going to be... Blood over the place. Sabrina saves the human race. They definitely need to hire you for that theme song. I think they do. That would be extremely metal. I still like Willow, I think, is probably one of my favorite witches. Because she does a lot of good with it, but then when something happens, she does some bad with it, too. I remember her dating a vampire. No, werewolf. Werewolf, yep. A little column A, a little column B. (laughs) (laughs) 
We all remember that time when Seth Green was a werewolf. That made sense. And then disappeared. <laughs> in order to be, you know, Dark Doctor Evil's son, he was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm Frankenstein or something new. What else? Favorite witches? I liked Teen Witch when I was growing up. Didn't they make that into like a musical number towards the end of Teen Witch? I don't know. I'd have to rewatch that. That's... She like had this like emblem that she just that had all of her powers, and she would, you know, teenage thing. I want to be popular. I want to do this, but it was just really cool. It was totally eighties, but it was awesome. Yes, totally eighties. Totally eighties. Another episode of Did You Know with Ryan O, known as Totally Eighties. Have to do an all eighties episode. Oh man, John Hughes films. <laughs> well, that's another aspect of witchcraft too. Is where do they derive their powers from? Mm-hmm. As Rachel just said, she teen witch had the the amulet that gave her her powers. And some individuals, it's it's hereditary. Yeah, like there are always witches, um, especially in in Harry Potter. You you get your powers from the previous individuals. Not um, always, because Hermione. Always. That's true. But That's true. But like in Charmed, you would get it. It's a head hereditary thing. Same yeah. thing with Sabrina the Teenage Sabrina. Witch. Sabrina. And what about Practical Magic? Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. it's not hereditary. Because, I mean, they were all sisters, right? Yeah, and then they had like their aunts that mm. were like their... I would like to see a movie about the Sanderson sisters when they were younger. Like when they were learning their craft. Yes, <laughs> that would be epic. That would be good. How many how many witches learned to be witches, not just were witches? Yeah, I mean Willow learned she wasn't just a witch. I feel like in that universe you weren't born a witch, you had to learn your craft. Mm. And the and power was from the book. And the power, I think, yeah, was from the words in the book. So you, in the you, ceremony that you performed. You you learn the knowledge. It isn't within yourself in order to be discovered later. Maybe it was like derived from nature. And that brings us nature versus nurture at the same time too. I feel like that's how they were explaining it in Charmed. Is because like way back when they went back in time. And they were with their ancestors. Their ancestors were like deriving all of the power from nature. And doing these things to connect with nature and pull the magic from it right but maybe over time of using all that it turned into like hereditary powers but the source itself not not the source but the source of their power yeah was from nature yes maybe right on a lot of cool things to think about a lot of fun stuff happening out there if you have any information about witches that you think we should have talked about you can email it to us at did you know Rhino at gmail.com? Our question of the week that we're gonna ask you is who's your favorite witch? Or which witch is your favorite witch? That's probably how I'm gonna label it. <laughs> you can probably find that on Facebook, known as Did You Know with Rhino. And you can also ask us any sort of questions at Did You Know Rhino on Twitter. We had lots of fun today. We hope that you most certainly did. But that brings us to the end of our episode. Remember, folks, find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O. We'll see you next time.